We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Playing without Godwin, without Watson, fourth down and five. Brady passes, broken up. Chicago Bears are going to take over. I don't know, Brady. I think he, the way Brady reacted and hold up his fourth, I think he thought it was third down. And Brady's still standing out there. But that's fourth down, and it's Chicago's ball. And that's the end of the night. And there may be some confusion. And Brady's finally being told that's it. You know he knows. Chuck Pagano, his defense stepped up and made a stop at the end of the night. And Nick Foles is on the winning end of his matchup with Tom Brady yet again. Was it clear for you guys whether it was third or fourth down on, on that last play? Yeah, we just, uh, you're up against the clock and you're up against the, the uh, you know, I knew we had to gain a chunk, so I should have been thinking more first down instead of chunk. Bruce, at the end of the game there, that last drive, it, it looked like Tom might have been confused with what down it was. Did he not know it was fourth down? Yeah, he knew. He knew. Got him. He knew. He knew. No, he didn't. <laughs> I don't care what you say. No, he didn't. You can protect Tom Terrific all you damn well want, but he didn't know. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. What's for dinner? What's for dinner? Quick Trip's got you covered. They got have they have take home meals now, prepared fresh like mom would make right in their kitchen. A variety of uh, things like fettuccine Alfredo and chicken, turkey with potatoes and gravy, beef stroganoff, pork chops, whatever it happens to be, they fix them. Send them out to the stores. You go grab them, pop it in the microwave, heat and eat. You are good to go. Quick Trip, they have got you covered. Mike Clemens joining us, our Green and Gold Insider, going to be on his way down to uh, Tampa Bay as well. Uh, Michael, how you been, buddy? Oh, he knew it was fourth down. Of course he did. That's Tom Brady out there. Come on. Of course, man. Yeah. Walking around lost, holding up four fingers. Yeah, it wasn't because he could pick his nose four times with those things. Come on. No, no. And, you know, so this is a a Broncos team that I think they thought that they would probably be a little bit further ahead than where they are right now, even though the other three and two. uh, They had a come-from-behind victory over uh, the L.A. Chargers. They were really... They knew they should have won that game against the Chicago Bears, uh, and they could. They were frustrated that they couldn't get the points up on the board in that in that game. And uh, so Brady talked about this yesterday in his press conference about how the team is responding after only putting up 19 points on that Thursday night football game in the loss in Chicago. We're working hard. We're trying to make improvements. And like I said a few weeks ago, even when you win, you know, you're trying to learn and trying to get better, trying to improve, understanding that, you know, we're going to be working that way through the whole season. You know, we've, the reality is just, we haven't had a lot of time together, you know, so we're just, we're trying to make up for it. And every game is going to be valuable for us. And every practice is valuable and every walkthrough. So I think everyone's getting more comfortable and confident as the weeks go. But at the same time, we got to, we got to win these games. These all count the same as the ones later in the year. So you know, we obviously lost the first game of the year. We won three straight. You know, we're in a close game, and we gotta we gotta make the plays to win the close games. You know, this game here is hugely important because it's against a very good football team. We're playing them at home. We're gonna have to play a great game. 
Mike, I've been saying all day, there's something about this game that gives me trepidation, whether or not it's just because Tom was embarrassed and PO'd after losing to the Bears or because they're trying to, trying to gain their confidence back or maybe it's the rhythm and that uh, that role that the Packers was on uh, was interrupted by the bye week. Just something about this week just it doesn't mean the Packers aren't going to win, but I just don't think it's going to be as easy, and it, it, it just this game bothers me. You know, um, remember when Favre was leaving Green Bay and he was looking over at all those free agents like Steve Hutchinson on the line, like Adrian Peterson in the backfield, you know, and, and mm-hmm. all the other weapons that Sidney Rice and those kinds of guys, uh, you know, and Percy up there for kick returns, and, and Daryl Bevel, his old buddy, his offensive coordinator. I mean, he was just sort of salivating, and I think that this is a very similar move. And as a matter of fact, Farr said about a month ago that when Brady and he were standing on the sidelines, during the ceremonies at the Super Bowl, they talked about this. <laughs> Brady knew he had a decision to make, and and Farr probably told him the same thing. If there's a team out there with some weapons and a guy, so you got Bruce Arians, a guy who likes to air it out and throw it downfield, um, as they call it, they call it push the ball, like he did with Carson Palmer and the Cardinals. I mean, they drop back, and you, if you got a Larry Fitzgerald type or you know some speedy uh, wide receivers. You send them down to the corners like a Mike Evans, and you work on your pass protection. And a quarterback, that's his dream. He wants to do that all day. Well, pass protection hasn't been there. And the big thing is Tom Brady made this change in the year of pandemic. So he got no snaps. This guy likes practice. This guy likes to have execution and reps with this team. So he didn't get it until August, and they're still sort of trying to make it up on the field right now. And now he believes that they're playing probably the hottest team in the NFL right now, at least on offense. So Brady was asked, you know, if you can beat Green Bay this weekend, how much? Because they lost to the Saints uh, for week one and Drew Brees. Understood. Okay, Sean Payton and Drew Brees, they've been together 15 years. They got wins over the Panthers, a new team, new coach, uh, over the Broncos. That's a, still a struggling team. Uh, but, you know, it, and they had to come from behind to beat the Chargers. So this loss in Chicago has hurt their confidence. How much would beating Green Bay this weekend at home at Raymond James help the Bucks' confidence? That's a good question because every time you win, you develop confidence. And every time you lose, you've got to, you know, look in the mirror and say, you know, is this good enough? Is what we're doing good enough? Even when you win, you do that. So, for example, when you come back like we did against the Chargers, you believe that we're behind – we can do that. When you win close games, you have a belief that we can win close games. And we actually have to do that together. You know, this is not, hey, I've done this in the past or you've done it in the past or you did it at a different time. This is we've done this together. And now we have confidence that we can go into these situations and win. And um, anytime you play good teams, you know, you're faced with that type of challenge. You know that this isn't a team that's, you know, four and 12. This team is one of the best teams in the league. And they were one of the best teams in the league last year. They're proven to be one of the best teams in the league this year. And, you know, if we're going to beat those teams, we got to raise our game to that level of, you know, consistency, dependability, execution at the highest level for 60 minutes. And that's what happens when you play great teams. And if you don't, you're never going to win. I, uh, Mike, I look at this with some of the, uh, I guess, some of the same eyes that Tom Brady does. He's not used to teams committing false start penalties and problematic penalties and, pre-snap penalties. I'm sure he's got some frustration going along with this as well as they get used to his cadence. 
Well, that and and penalties every week. I mean, they you know they're getting they're getting flagged. They're getting flagged on their defense too. Much like remember two or three years ago, Clay Matthews seemed to be the poster boy for sacks, you know that kind of thing. And this is something that going back to last year, before Brady even got into Tampa Bay, there's something going on with Bruce Arians and some of these refs that are calling stuff on his team. So whatever, it looks like going into this you know second season for Bruce Arians. You know, he's, these guys are undisciplined, and and it, you can tell that it's it's getting on Tom Brady. Mike Evans, you know, the six foot five wide receiver, uh, was asked about this in his presser yesterday afternoon. Um, that I mean, they're they're giving up a hundred yards a game in some of these games with the penalties, and Evans says that eliminating penalties should be emphasized. No, we definitely have to be better. If we want to be a championship team, which we're capable of being, we have to eliminate these penalties. You know, it's been like that since day one since I've been here. And, uh, you know, we, we have to change that around if we want to be champions. I would agree. I mean, look, uh, the pre-snap penalties have been costly to say the very least for this team. And in the meantime, you know, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady, you know, again, he was – caught on on film or caught on television chewing his guys out i just wonder how that affects the team tom brady comes in with a swagger and the cachet in the ring so i guess it's listening to a guy that's been there done that you should follow him down that primrose path right and it's one of these deals with the roster and all this potential but it's a quarterback that's trying to get in sync with his offense but then it's how about after the whistle penalties like you know his big center ryan jensen after the whistle He's getting face-to-face with some safety that he thought was going a little after the whistle, and then he headbutts the dude 15 yards, and it kills a drive. Now, the, the Buccaneers were up in that game, but Brady, you see him on the sidelines, as you say, during the Thursday night football broadcast, just chewing this guy a new one. And, you know, you're saying to yourself, all right, Tom, you know, you had 20 years in New England. Anybody coming into the organization knew that that was all about in Belichick. Um, but you know, this is, you're just new with these guys. Do you really, you know, I know you're trying to make this new England, but don't you have to watch it? And so, uh, Bruce Arians, the head coach was asked, how do, what's your feeling about Tom chewing these guys out on the sidelines? Just be yourself. I don't, I don't have any problem with it. At least I don't have to go back there and cuss them out. Uh, they they've already got the airflow by the time I get over there. So, um, Tom's got to be Tom. I'm not going to ask him to be somebody different. Um, he does a good job of patting him on the back, too. He might yeah. explode, but he's going to go down there and pat him on the back and, and get him going. Hey, Bruce, uh, drops are, are an unofficial statistic, uh, but there are a lot of national football stat websites out there that have the Bucks leading the league in drop passes this year. The living legend like Tom Brady throwing your backs, tight ends and receivers, the ball. Are you surprised there hasn't been more accountability among your players in catching more passes? I don't know who the hell makes up these stats. Uh, I don't see us dropping the ball that much. I don't put any stock in it. Our guys can catch, and we don't say it about it. What do you mean? You don't? Who makes up the stats? Nobody makes up the stats. The stats are the stats. These these stats are fake news, and he knew it was fourth down. <laughs> exactly. I have no idea what you're talking about. Come on, uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. We have got more with Mike Clemens, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us. Mike's going to be heading down to Tampa Bay to watch a game this weekend. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. 
just got to make sure that you, you stress the hydration. That's, that's the biggest key, especially when it's colder here. You just don't feel like drinking water all the time or taking in the fluids. So we've been stressing it and just making sure that our guys are adhering to that because we need everybody for what we know is going to be a, a long four-quarter battle. Those are the words of Matt LaFleur getting his team ready for Tampa Bay and the warmer weather. Speaking of warmer weather, it's not going to be here. And if you're looking for a new vehicle, something that's going to get you through the wintertime, keep you warm, not be breaking down, maybe you're looking for a new car, a new truck. Our friends over at Van Horn Automotive, I've done it now four different times. The, the process has been fantastic. And if you're looking to sell your car, they can do that as well. They're looking to buy cars. But go to VanHornAuto.com. You can buy new, you can buy used, and you can buy just about any brand that's out there. Go out and price compare, shop, save. Whatever it is you need to do, they offer you to do it right there online from the comfort and safety of your own home. And if you want to go to the dealership and get that new car smell, do it. Head on in because they continue to sanitize those dealerships to make them safe for you. They are family-born and employee-owned, and uh, Van Horn Automotive is doing it better than anybody, and they continue to grow. They're that good. Continue to grow. Wisconsin and over in Iowa as well. Go to VanHornAuto.com. That is VanHornAuto.com. Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. And, uh, Mike, when uh, you talk about Matt LaFleur and company, as uh, you know, you hear from uh, Matt LaFleur there talking about the hot weather in Tampa Bay, they're just getting ready for this team. Eh, there's a few concerns, I guess, the hot weather if guys up here aren't drinking enough fluids and suddenly you see guys start cramping up you you're trying to hedge your bets in every way shape or form and he's right you're probably going to need all all men on deck so to speak to win this thing and defensively speaking against an angry tom brady yeah and i guess it's already been now four years ago we had that opener in jacksonville against the jaguars in early september where it was 92 93 degrees it didn't feel that bad on the way into the stadium but, you know, down on the field, these guys are baking. You know, you even saw the Florida fans uh, going to the concourse at halftime just to get out of the sun. Um, so, you know, it, when you it's right, to, right now it's 90 degrees at Raymond James Stadium. The forecast for Sunday is a high of 87. The kick is at 425 Eastern time. There's a slight chance of some showers and a little bit of a wind, too, maybe 20 miles an hour. But it's going to be hot. It's going to be a sauna. It's going to be 87 degrees, maybe 85, and that's going to be difficult for the Packers. So they're supposed to, you know, hydrate when they get out of their meetings. They have this tray that has chopped fruit, and they're encouraged. You know, you go into a meeting, take a piece of fruit with you. Hydrate, hydrate all day long, all week long, leading up to the game. So that's one of the ways that they combat it. Now, if you've been watching these Packer games the last couple of weeks. It's like, you know, where are the sacks? Uh, now, you got, you got three from Zadarius in the last game. But where's Preston Smith on the left-hand side? And you start watching the tape of the games, and you see more often than not, you see him dropping back. And he's taken, he's, he's taken the back coming out of the backfield on a, on a pass or maybe following a tight end. And so we asked Preston about this. Is, is he dropping back more in coverage? You know, this is part of the plan right now. You know, there's going to be some games I'm going to have to drop back a lot more than I'm used to, a lot more in the past. But, I, you know, I, I believe in the plan. You know, that's that's in. I believe in uh, the system. Uh, it's going to all pay out because we're going to have a lot more games where I rush a lot more and I drop less. And, you know, it's only four games. We're going to play four games this season. It's a long season ahead. It's, it's a lot of rushing ahead, and it's a lot of big plays to be made ahead. Um, Mike Pettin was talking about Kevin King, and there's a question about whether or not he's even going to play, right? Yeah, well, you know what? Kevin got on the field today. He's been dealing with a quad that's popped up about the third quarter 
in the game against the Falcons. Did not practice for the first two days. They got him out there on the field today. I'm going to guess he'll be listed as limited and questionable for the game. But you see, you got Jair, you know, if Godwin's out there, if Chris Godwin is able to play, I think he's got an ankle, uh, probably questionable for the game, or Scotty Miller. You know, is Jair on that? And then who covers Big Mike Evans, six foot five, one of the best in the league, puts that up, seems to be in sync with Tom Brady. And don't forget, you still got Gronkowski coming over the middle. This is one of the things I fear about this game. You remember that loss last year uh, in L.A. to Phillip Rivers, where uh, Phil just kept on drilling the Packers over the middle with 15-yard, 20-yard passes. I mean, I don't know if these guys have got that figured out, and and Tom Brady will figure that out looking at last year's film and this Mike Patton defense. So the question is, if if you put six foot three Kevin King up against Mike Evans, because um, uh, you know that that would you'd think that's the matchup, even if the guy's like 50 percent out there. If he can't go, then who who are you going to put in there? Would you move over? Uh, Chandon Sullivan from the nickel. And the another guy that we might hear the name of is this Perry Nickerson. This is a guy they signed week one. You know, he's on the depth chart. He's been with the Jets. He got drafted by the Jets in the sixth round like a couple of years ago. Uh, spent some time with the Jaguars. So we haven't seen a lot of him in practice or in these games. He got in toward the end of that game. Could that be the guy that is alongside Jair Alexander? So we asked Mike Patton, what are you going to do if you haven't got Kevin King? There's a variety of ways. I mean, it's if, if Kevin can't go, I mean that that uh, you know that can present a problem, and that's one of the reasons you know Mike Evans has been as good as he's been good because he's, he's that combination of you know this is a polished route runner, you know he's smart, knows how to get open, uh, has a great catch radius, the ability with the size to be able to to go up and you know he could be double covered or he could have a guy hanging on him, and he's and he's still going to make a play. And I mean Brady does a good job of that of essentially you know throwing throwing guys open. So yeah, I mean it's it's a uh, you know, it's a it's a challenge for us. I mean, this this is a uh, you know pretty deep receiving core, and it's you know whether whether Kevin plays or not. I mean, this is this is a huge challenge for us. Mike, a lot of arguments being made right now, defensively speaking, and when we talk about Preston Smith not getting sacks and some of these guys in coverage and such, uh, boy, the the officials have kept their flags in their pocket quite a bit here as of late too. They have on certain kinds of calls, and to me, Bill, this matchup is not. I mean, I'd be surprised if the Packers' offense doesn't get something going as good as the the physicality is of this uh, Buccaneers' defense. I'm not concerned about Todd Bowles, defensive coordinator, former Jets head coach. Remember that game that uh, Rodgers took in that team after McCarthy had been fired, Joe Philbin, interim head coach, and Todd Bowles, the head coach there, um, and Rodgers just tore that defense up. And I'm sure that he's confident he's got a game plan that where he could score against these Buccaneers. To, to me, this is Bruce Arians trying to get Tom Brady right and those points up versus Mike Pettin and making a statement against Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. I think you know this is an important game for Mike Pettin. So you ask about just in general, we, you know, like last weekend, you look at the scoreboard and all these games are in the upper 20s, uh, low 30s. Um, and it doesn't seem like right now, as we get into week six, the defense, there's not a dominating defense in the NFL so far this season. And we asked Mike Pettin why. Well, I mean, this this year in particular, uh, I, I just think a, a 
big part of it when you, when you look at the the uh, the penalty numbers. I know it was well publicized after a couple of weeks. I don't know if, if it's what what it's been the last couple. Just the, the number of holding calls. It was it was like it was essentially you know, de-emphasized. So I know that that I think has an effect. You know, because you get a holding call on a drive, the, the chances of that drive ending in points are 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 you know, significantly decrease. So I know that's part of it. Just kind of looking, uh, looking across the league, you know, offenses have evolved and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of, I mean, you, you look at some of the, the, the stuff that's being run now versus, uh, that, that was, that was being run, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of it's some, some next level stuff. We talked about the motion earlier. That's, that's a big part of it. Just the influence of the spread offense, uh, you know, kind of trickling up to the NFL where, you know, the, the, Premium now is is getting the ball to guys in space, so you might have it schemed up where hey, I got a defender there to make the play, but you, you still got to make it. So you got to make sure that that you build your team, uh, you know, more around you know the ability to tackle and athleticism in space as to, to before, where it was more uh, you know downhill runs and handling double teams and, and more more power football, and and now it's gotten to the point where it's where it's uh, where it's so much finesse. So uh, I don't think it's any any one thing it certainly certainly is a combination of it um yeah but it's it is uh it's been a challenge this year just you know just looking at um i think it was the last sunday the, the early games i don't know if the the i think the the lowest score of the you know the team that won you know was in the was it like low 30s and i mean it was a uh, they looked like some you know, heading towards some some basketball score. So there's no excuses. It's it's our job to uh, you know to get them stopped. And uh, you know each each week obviously presents its own unique challenge. Mike, he talks about spread offenses and the different weaponry they can use. The one thing that we've seen with the Packers, it's not necessarily a spread offense, but they're spreading the ball around. Yeah, that means you know you could be on Monday Night Football and not not have Devonte Adams, not have Al Lazard. Uh, who cares? You know, you, you got like eight catches to, to. You can dump off to Jamal Williams. You can line up Aaron Jones as a wide receiver. You got Robert Tanya. I mean, this isn't. This is a different Packers team. Remember, if Jordy was out, and if James Jones was banged up, it wasn't like you were throwing dump off passes to Eddie Lacy. You know, mm-hmm. you, right. you were relying on Jeff Janis and Jared Aberderis. Uh It's this. That's what's so unique and so dangerous about this offense. And so I asked the Packers left tackle, left tackle David Bakhtiari on just the variety of weapons he's seen in the huddle this year, and that's got to be like no other year in recent memory. For me, looking at this year, the variety on how we've not only schemed up week in and week out with our different weapons that we've had to use, but I think the confidence that we have in them with all 11 of us, trusting each player from protection to quarterback throwing the ball in the right place at the right time to that player catching the ball and making that play on any given situation. I think it creates stress for the defense because now they have to account for certain ones that, whereas I'm assuming what you're saying is where you have to lean a little heavier on one or two weapons. And as long as you take them out of the game, then they become more one dimensional. Uh, you got to give a lot of confidence and credit to the guys who have stepped up when we need our weapons to. And I think it's going to show throughout our season and pay big dividends, especially later on in the year that we can win in multiple ways, not only offensively, defensively, or special teams, but with any given situation, whether it be in the run game, the play action game, in the pass game, whether it's with the wide receivers, whether it's a pass game with the running backs or even the tight ends. I mean, that's when you start becoming a dynamic offense. And that also is a tribute to our coaches putting us in the right place, right time, and our players trusting them and being fundamentally sound and understanding the offense and knowing what to do and how to do it. 
You know, that offensive line, Mike, has had movement. I mean, they've been really good, though. i I, I got to admit, going all the way back to that very first game, when you're bringing in Runyon, you're up, moving Elkin Jenkins around, you got guys shuffling, and it seems like no matter what they do, they've been able to have success. Right. They decided to move on from Brian Balaga, who's been out the last couple of weeks with a back injury for the Chargers. Looks like that was probably the smart thing to do. Uh, so you got Billy uh, Turner playing right uh, right guard, and then you bring in Rick Wagner, the former Badger, in from the Lions to play right tackle. That was the plan on paper in the spring. Lane Taylor comes in and wins the right guard position and then goes down with the ACL um, you know, in that outside zone scheme run against the Vikings week one. Um, Lucas Patrick, who Aaron Rodgers has praised, he's there at the ready. Either he can back up at center or play guard. He's doing pretty good. So how come when Billy Turner got back from that knee injury at, at late in camp, he's at right tackle? And I just, and, you know, Rick Wagner's over there on the sideline. So Adam Stenovich is the offensive line coach for the Packers. And I'm telling you, you, you know, like when you've talked to Aaron Jones, He's talked about this offensive line coach. He gives him credit all the time. Like he's working with the running backs, and I think they, they, he's the part of the guy that schemes up the success of this running game with Jamal Williams and, and Aaron Jones. He's he's doing all the data on what the box is going to look like of the opposing defenses. And I asked him about that. He talked about yeah, he works collectively with Luke Getzey, quarterback coach, Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator, to put this stuff in front of the floor to put that package together. Here's what we need to emphasize this week. Here's what we need to have our aiming points to. But I asked, then I asked Adam, I said, um, tell me the whole thing about Billy Turner at right tackle. Is that because Rick Wagner had fewer snaps? You know, this is his first year in this offense. Is that why Billy Turner won the job? I think that definitely had a huge part in it, um, especially with the limited offseason, just getting guys that are, kind of know the expectation and know exactly what we're trying to do up front and have banked reps. I think that's, that's huge. There's no doubt about that. Um, and I always felt, you know, coaching Billy the last two years, I thought his best position was tackle. So, you know, when the opportunity came up, I thought, you know, that this would be the best spot for him. So there you go. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break before we wrap things up. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Epoxy Flooring, polyurea coatings all over the state of Wisconsin. Green Bay to Racine, everywhere in between. Plus, they're looking for good help. If you are looking for a job, Sean needs help. All you got to do is give him a call. Uh, go to epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That's epoxyflooringdoneright.com. And who knows whether you need a floor for your residence, your business, uh, maybe industrial, or you're looking for a job and you want to want to pick up some time. There you go. Go to uh, uh, epoxyflooringdoneright.com. That is epoxyflooringdoneright.com. We'll wrap it up with Mike Clemens coming up next. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. I think fans should enjoy what they get to watch because there are some some guys who, you know, people have been able to watch for 15 plus, 20 plus years at the position who are some of the best to ever play it. And I think it's good that we just enjoy it for what it is, have respect and admiration for the way that uh, we have played over this time and and enjoy uh, where we're at in our careers now. The words of Aaron Rodgers. Hey, don't forget, the Green and Gold postgame show is going to happen right after Tampa Bay and Green Bay. The Battle of the Bays coming up 
this Sunday. Uh, whatever station you're listening to, tune it to this station or whatever uh, you know radio.com app you wherever you have your radio.com app. Turn it over, and uh, we will we will be doing the uh, Green Eagle Post Game Show. Gary Ellerson and I will be breaking it down and giving you our analysis. Mike Clemens is going to be down there in Tampa Bay. We're going to get your thoughts as well. So make sure you tune over to many of these same stations. So uh, so Mike, as we get ready for this contest, I mean. You've got, uh, you know, the big thing is Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. These two guys, that's what everybody keeps talking about, even though Aaron Rodgers was very specific in saying, I'm not playing against Tom Brady. But uh, this is is still a very, very intriguing, sexy matchup. Yeah, I think they've played each other um, three times. I mean, one time Aaron missed the game because he had the concussion to Detroit. I think that was the Super Bowl season, right? And Matt Flynn came in, and they almost won that one. Nobody's underdogs, as as Mike McCarthy said that week. Um, Right. And, you know, this was interesting because we know that Tom Brady has been hanging out with uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, Randall, uh, uh, um, uh, Randall Cobb, uh, Clay Matthews at the Derby, the Kentucky Derby every year. Mm-hmm. But this was an interesting story about this is a couple of years before Rodgers knows he's up for a contract. And he, so he's looking at Tom Brady, the godfather of the NFL, about – what do you have to do to get that last contract? And you know, and this is when Rodgers came back from this trip and started telling us in the locker room before the contract, a year or two before, saying, "Yeah, I'd like to play till I'm 40." Well, he goes and he hangs out with Tom Brady in Los Angeles at his big estate, and that's when Brady shows him his diet and all the other things that he does in the off season in terms of nutrition and training. And so Brady talked about when they got together that time six or seven years ago and a little golf trip that they took. Well, he beat me on the golf course, uh, which I didn't like. We played nine holes of golf, and he made a putt at the end to win. So I was a little pissed about that. But, um, you know, we've always, I've always kind of followed him. You know, he went to Cal's right where I grew up, you know, followed his story, played against him in the preseason early in his career. And then, you know, he's just been a great player. So what's not to like about his game? And just when you're a quarterback, I think there's always mutual admiration because you appreciate, man, it's a tough job. And it's when guys do it at a high level year after year after year after year after year, that's says a lot about how they think about the game, how they take care of themselves, how they how the organization feels about them, you know, how their teammates feel about them. He's just done an incredible job. So, yeah, we had a chance to hang out, and we were both in L.A. at the same time, and we've crossed paths plenty of times over the years. You know, I always enjoy my time around him. Still trying to get so, him back on the golf course, though. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, obviously very – it's not Michael Jordan-esque where they're betting $500,000, but nevertheless – uh, these two guys very very competitive. They have a tremendous amount of respect for one another. You tell me, uh, should be Devonte Adams and should be Kenny Clark back on the field, right? Uh, probably Kenny. Uh, definitely Devonte should be there. It won't be Tyler Urban though. The swerve, the running back and the kick returner. He's been dealing with a wrist injury. The Packers say he's out, so it'll either be Darius Shepard or Josh Jackson, the defensive back, or even maybe Malik Taylor, a guy that ended up beating out Jake Kumaro in camp. Uh, they're going to have to have the return duties Sunday against the Buccaneers. So, real quick in a synopsis, do you think the Packers win this game and my trepidation about angst and anxiety is uh, all for naught, or do you think it's going to be a real struggle? No, I I think it'll be a struggle. I think it'll be a good game. I think Brady's going to pick apart the middle there, and I think that uh, this game is going to be on Mike Patton. But i got to think that Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur can literally win this game on their own. Mike, good stuff, and safe travels to Tampa. We'll talk to you after the ballgame, pal. Thank you, Bill. 
All right, buddy. Talk to you later. There you go. That's it. Time for us to get out of here. It's been a good one. Don't forget, immediately following the game coming up on Sunday, it's going to be Gary Ellison, yours truly. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. We'll give you our analysis, take your phone calls and your thoughts. Time for us to go. Have a go. Whoop. Listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all in one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.